This episode is brought to you by Rev1. Rev1's mission is to help entrepreneurs build great companies. As you navigate the waters of business entrepreneurship, you don't have to go it alone. A strategic partnership with Rev1 connects innovators to the talent, customers, space, and funding you need when you need it. Get started with Rev1 Startup Studio by visiting rev1ventures.com to learn more. Again, the website is rev1ventures.com. Six One Four Startups Nation, welcome to another episode of the Six One Four Startups Podcast. My goodness, I'm blessed to be in Columbus, Ohio, and blessed to sit in my favorite seat as host of this wonderful podcast. And I have a doozy for you. I always have great guests, but this one you really want to lean into. I'd like to welcome my very special guest today, Teresina Maxwell of Arvotech. Teresina, welcome to the show. Ilya, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here and to speak with your audience. Yes, awesome. Always a good time to talk about emerging companies in the Columbus startup ecosystem. But before we jump too far into what Arvotech is and the problem that you're solving, we need to get to know who Teresina is. So who is Teresina Maxwell and how did you come to live in Columbus, Ohio? Yeah, it's a good question. So I grew up in much more rural area in Ohio, up close to Akron. Uh, went to University of Akron. I got my undergrad in accounting. Actually decided at that point didn't want to be an accountant. So I came down to Columbus for law school. And that was, gosh, in the late 90s. And the city grew on me. And I, I love it. Glad to be here. Um, worked at Ernst & Young for eight years right outside of law school, specifically in their tax credits and incentive business. I learned a lot. I uh, learned a lot about um, just how, like the importance of incentives and why Congress puts them in place to incentivize certain behavior among, specifically in the area that I work, business owners. Um, so it was great experience working there. I uh, got to work with great people at Ernst & Young. And then uh, after about 10 years there, Brent Johnson, who actually had had experience at Deloitte, um, he hired me as part of a smaller regional accounting firm to build their incentives and credit practice. Uh, we spun off at that point uh, what is now ArvoTech to help take these tax credits to small businesses. And so that's how I, that's a little bit of my background as far as my experience, also what brought me to Columbus. And like I said, really, really like it here. All right, so uh, the, the, the Tara Maxwell story goes a little something like this. I wanna be an accountant. No, I wanna be a lawyer. No, I go to Ernst & Young to work in tax credits. So what happened? What pulled you back in to the world of yeah. numbers, the world of taxes, and essentially the world of accounting. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Funny way to put that. Um, I think for me, what drives it is really understanding the difference that this can make for business owners. So, especially when I was at EY, we would work with, as you can imagine, really large organizations um, that appreciated these tax credits, right? Uh, but when you get to work with the small business owners that, you know, whether it's $5,000 or, you know, $150,000, it, it makes a difference for them. 
right? So it's taking the background uh, that was very um, spreadsheet focused, right? Very, you know, make sure the form is filled out correctly. And now you get to see how that actually impacts the individual owner and what it means for them to get this money and to be able to, we hear great stories. I mean, that's part of what I like about what we do. You know, the business owner that gets to pay their employees better because of the tax credits that are available um, or whatever it is, right? And so I think for me, it's become much more a uh, an opportunity to help communities, to help business owners than it is necessarily around the numbers. Although that's the fun part is just bringing a bag of money and saying, you qual- you're already doing what Congress is wanting you to do as far as your, you know, these different employment tax credits, uh, let us help you easily take advantage of them. All right. Well, with that value proposition, you got me interested in tax credits. Okay. So I'm ready to learn about tax credits because they have real world consequences. Something like, hey, taking advantage of the right tax credit can help you pay your workers better. So that's a perfect segue into understanding what tax credits are. So what are tax credits? Yeah. So. There are incentives that are put in place by Congress that are trying to drive certain behavior. So if you just think about incentives in general, right, you put them in place because you want somebody to do something or not. So we work specifically within the employment tax credit space um, with different tax credits. The one that we started and kind of our um, core tax credit is this work opportunity tax credit that Congress is trying to incentivize business owners to give an opportunity to to folks that might not necessarily even get an interview or have a seat at the table, right? So you think about groups that are um, folks that are disabled or maybe that are on food stamps, right? Or whatever category, ex-felons. So often those folks get overlooked either out of fear or just preconceived ideas, they don't necessarily say, hey, I want to take a chance and hire somebody that might have a bit of a different background than what I have. Congress is saying, hey, give these folks a chance. We'll give you some some money for that, right? And so there are tax credits like that that um, they put in place. And in the way that, I mean, I don't know how technical you want me to get. I can kind of geek out on that side as well. But, you know, a tax credit is just that. We all pay taxes. And so the credit piece is just, hey, let's lower your tax liability because you're doing those things that Congress is trying to incentivize you to do. So that's that's really that's. Yeah, that's the nuts and bolts of how it works. Yeah. And traditionally, you needed to be loaded. You needed to be a big company with lots of money to hire very expensive accountants and very expensive lawyers to dig into that kind of information and help you find those tax credits. And that's why audience. You typically hear of these large firms taking advantage of every single rule in the book to their advantage. But what it sounds like, and I don't want to jump the gun. Well, I'll actually let you say this and deliver the value proposition of Arvotech. All right. So what is Arvotech? What is the problem that you're solving? And then who do you serve? Yeah, thanks. Um, Yeah. And thanks for teeing me up like that. Like we get excited to take these same tax credits to small businesses. So you mentioned that, you know, most large organizations, I mean, you, you do, you think about the large organizations, whether it's retail or it's, you know, um, 
fast food or, you know, the Walmarts, the Targets, the McDonald's, things about, they have teams of people that are helping them take advantage of these tax credits. What we've seen is that small businesses don't have that same opportunity for multiple reasons. I mean, part of it is they don't know about it. So they don't even know to ask the question, is there something out there? Part of it is when you're a small business, you wear so many hats that you don't, I mean, it's just one more thing on your plate and trying to accomplish anything just feels like, I, I understand I could get money from this, but it's a burden to even try, right? So what we've seen in the market and, you know, we, like I said, we specifically are uh, targeting employment tax credit. So when COVID hit and there is this, you know, a lot of people have heard about the ERTC, right? The Employment Retention Tax Credit. There's this opportunity that was really focused. Congress focused that on small businesses. And we saw small businesses wake up and say, what else is there? What can I do? If there are there more dollars available for me to run my business that large organizations take advantage of and don't even think about, but I never knew were available to me. And really, that's what we're excited about is that we said, all right, let's democratize this, right? Like, let's take this and how do we help small businesses not add one more thing on their plate or take a lot of time to, to get these tax credits? but put it on a platform that makes it simple and easy for them to understand and to take advantage of. And so really that's, that's our passion. That's what we get excited about. This is, you know, why we do what we do is try to help small businesses have that same advantage that the large organization. All right. So Teresina, let's talk about, you know, barriers to adoption because you talk tax credits, you know, you can see the eyes glaze over. And then you talk about Arvotech and making it simple and maybe a little bit of fun to figure out what's available to you as a business owners and the glaze kind of rises. But the glaze immediately comes back when you talk about how overwhelming these uh, overwhelmed these business owners are and the burden of trying. I see this all the time. 614 Startups is not tax credits, obviously, but we're doing a giveaway and we're like, we'll give you X number of dollars. All you have to do is do these three things. And most people don't even enter. What do you find as you talk to small business owners and you try to educate them that this money is out there, that barrier to even trying? How are you helping your customers break through that? Yeah. This is part of the reason why we have um, determined the importance of, of working with partners such as large payroll partners, right? And so, you know, having, finding ways to integrate and work with platforms that small businesses already have to use, right? Everybody pays their employees. Everybody has to have a payroll platform. Everybody, you know, I mean, that's just a part of running a business, right? Um, and so having those kind of integrations where you can fold it right into a process that they already do and something that is already part of their day-to-day so that that education becomes, look, we're going to give you information that all you have to do is make a, a hiring decision, yes or no, right? That's all you have to do. We're going to do the rest of it on the background all the way from 
processing the tax credit to giving, you know, whatever the credit, whether it's, you know, the proper form at the end of the year for you to put on that tax return, or it's an amended 941, whatever it is, we're going to take that load off of your shoulders and help you so that all you have to do is, um, is file your taxes, right, with this information. And part of it too, a big part of it is, you know, are they even going to trust us to do that for them, right? Um, and so that's where I, I care deeply about that. I care that what we're representing it, to the IRS or to our clients is that you actually do qualify for this. We're not going to give you any hype or um, numbers just to get you excited. We're going to make sure that you that this is done correctly. I mean, like I said, my experience, I have deep experience in this. Co-founder Brent also does, um, and we've hired tax attorneys in this space specifically for this reason because if you if you're going to give us the privilege of taking this load off of your plate and for us to do this we want you to be able to trust us and so that's a big piece of what we do all right now you said you didn't want to geek out earlier but this is a geek out moment all right i didn't ask you about this or prep you for this question but this is about statistics and you know tax credits i imagine Right. These are incentives. But does yeah. the government, when they develop a tax credit, think about how much total revenue, right, that tax credit may represent and put it into a pot? Or there's just an infinite amount because the ROI on these tax credits pay for them. Are these budget neutral? How does that work? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, Yes, Congress absolutely thinks about that. And so when you think about these tax credits, and I've, I've referenced two of them here, but I'll talk specifically about WATSI. So the Work Opportunity Tax Credit is one that where we help folks, you know, part of the process is helping those folks that might be disadvantaged get a job. Part of the reason why Congress put that into place was to help folks get off of government assistance and onto business payrolls, right? And so for every um, tax credit dollar, we're saving the government $11, right? So if we can help these folks get jobs and if we can help them, um, you know, not just have a high turnover job, but actually begin to feel confidence in their work position and build their resume in such a way that they stay on and, and um, have an opportunity to support themselves and their families, that helps that helps the individual, it helps the community, it helps the federal government's budget, like all around it's a win. But to kind of geek out a little bit on that, on another side of this is, you know, specifically with that tax credit, what we've seen in the past and what statistics say is that 90-ish, higher than 90% of the tax credit goes to those large organizations that we talked about with more than 250 million of revenue but they only hire 40% of the people that qualify. And so what that means is that there's this huge gap of people, of businesses that will help with that, you know, revenue neutral, right? Or, you know, like that, that cost benefit analysis that, that Congress goes through um, with the small businesses. So, so it's just, there's, 
there's a lot to be said for how much these programs help on multiple levels. Uh, that's amazing. And who said the government doesn't think like venture capital, right? A one to 11 return, we'll take that. And I know you guys are leaning in right now. And if you stuck in here so far on the other side of the break, we're gonna figure out if this tax credit thing is worth your time. All right, folks, you're listening to the 614 Startups Podcast. We'll be right back after these messages. Support for the 614 Startups Podcast comes from Nationwide. Nationwide's mission is to protect people, businesses, and futures with extraordinary care. To help fulfill that mission, Nationwide is looking to invest its $350 million venture capital investment fund in InsureTechs that will help them create new and exciting products and solutions to meet the needs of their customers. If you're interested in partnering with Nationwide's venture capital team, visit nationwideventures.com to learn more. Again, the website is nationwideventures.com. Nationwide is on your side. Today's episode is sponsored by the City of Dublin's Division of Economic Development. The City of Dublin provides world-class tailored business services and resources to ensure the best possible environment for businesses to recruit talent and thrive. Because of this strategic focus and commitment to employer growth, Dublin is the only accredited economic development organization in the state of Ohio. The City of Dublin supports startups and entrepreneurs by offering targeted resources and training programs to grow companies that are financially sustainable, innovative, and committed to creating jobs. Learn how other businesses depend on Dublin. Visit thriveindublinohio.com. 614 Startups Nation, I know you guys are all the way leaned in because now it's time to figure out if this tax credit thing is for you. I mean, it, obviously it's for everybody, but Terracina is really going to help us get excited about why you should be logging on to Arbotech and figuring out, hey, how do I sign up for this thing and save myself some money? All right, Terracina, what should our listeners be thinking about when it comes to tax credit? Are they looking at who's on the payroll? Are they looking at where they're located? Are they looking at what their expenses are? What are some things they should be thinking about right now when it comes to tax credit? There are different types of tax credits. And so there are some that are retroactively that you think about the experience that you've had. Um, and then that there, there are some that are forward looking saying, what are you expecting and what are you planning to do? Right. And so I mentioned two different employment tax credits earlier. You've got the employee retention tax credit that is retroactive. If any of the listeners were, um, are a business, were impacted by, um, by COVID, look, we've all seen the commercials and heard, you know, get emails every day, you could qualify for this tax credit. The reality is, is you actually might qualify for this tax credit, but you wanna make sure that you're doing it right. And so, um, I would say that's one piece of it. How were you impacted during that process? What does that look like? Um, we can get we can dive more deeply into that in our experience if that's helpful. We've actually been working with the IRS on some of our clients and got really positive feedback and different things like that. So um, we can go there. But really, I think there's also the forward-looking aspect of this. As you consider your hiring, who are you going to be hiring? What are your hiring needs? Look, this is a great time. I think a lot of us, I mean, we're a small business ourselves, right? You look at 2024, you begin to think, 
where are we going and what are the resources as far as people are concerned that we need in order to uh, get where we want to go, right? To accomplish what we're trying to accomplish. That's the time that it really makes sense to begin saying, who is it that I'm going to hire? And is it possible to take a look at some of these folks who, um, like we've mentioned, may have been passed over or may not have a seat at the table to give them a chance to qualify, to hire those folks, and then in that process, take advantage of the tax credit, the work opportunity tax credit. So those are just some ways to think about that process or some ways to consider how do tax credits fit in. Um, there are other tax credits like uh, the R&D tax credit, which our sister company, you know, has done um, or other companies out there that we don't personally do, but there are other tax credits out there and that are available. It's just worth taking a look at and talking with someone saying, you know, here are, here are my business plans. Here's what I do. Do any of these tax credits apply for me? Look, and, and if you get honest answers saying, yes, you know, you qualify these, then you know you're not leaving something on the table. And if you don't qualify, at least you go to sleep at night knowing you're not leaving something on the table that actually maybe you can't fit these tax credits to fit everyone, but a lot of people do qualify for them and they just don't know about it. Yeah. And listen, the numbers are there, right? If only 40% of the people who are eligible are um, the tax credits are actually being claimed on them, you could be a company with one of the 60% on your payroll right now. And thinking about end of the year planning, hey, why not go into 2024 having figured out if you qualify for one of these programs that could save you money? And spoken like a true startup founder who is applying a lot of discipline, Teresina, you could do everything because there is a wide variety of tax credits out there, but you're helping your clients focus on the ones that one, produce the greatest return for them, and also inadvertently or kind of uh, as a byproduct of doing so is also helping society. So that's very exciting. Like all startups, we need to acquire users though. So value pro proposition is great. We need to get people on the Arvotech platform. So how are you thinking about onboarding your users, that user experience, and then what can folks, folks expect once they're on the Arvotech platform in terms of getting the tax credits, and moving forward from there. Yeah, so a really big piece of this is working with companies and helping them understand their process. So it's very important for us when we work with, a, well, whether it's a small business or a large business to understand, hey, what are your processes as you think about and hire new individuals? Because it's, it's important to be, um, a part of the conversation so that when we plug in our platform, which is two part, there's the screening part, like every individual that comes through the interviews or that you're considering hiring, just fills out a real simple questionnaire. Then we can do like, literally that's all we need to do our job is that simple questionnaire. We're gonna go, we're going to work with state workforce agencies to qualify and say, yes, this person, you know, you're going to get a tax credit off of it. Um, so we, we make it really simple and as part of the process that um, they already have in place. Like I mentioned earlier, if we can get in on a process uh, that they have, like with payroll, so 
one of the things that we're really excited about is our uh, recent partnership with Gusto. So Gusto is a large payroll organization out of Silicon Valley that we have partnered with. They have over 300,000 small businesses on their platform. And so being able to take these tax credits to those small businesses through a platform that they already use all the time um, really helps just make it simple for small businesses. And we appreciate, love working with Gusto. They're not the only ones out there. There, there are other platforms that businesses go to on a regular basis. And really that's what we're trying to drive towards. Saying, hey, because we made the choice to build the technology on, um, in a way that easily integrates as in part of other platforms that, that these small businesses already use, we really want to be able to make it easy for them to take advantage of the tax credit. All right. So now I got to talk to you about a business strategy, go-to-market strategy question. There's always the, the fast way and maybe the not so fast way. Okay. And the work that you're doing, the fast way would be partnership. Because yep. they're already on those platforms. You could acquire a lot of users. And essentially, it would be a feature of Gusto, right? Hey, this is our plan A, plan B, plan C. And with plan C, you get, maybe it'll be even white labeled, you'll get tax credit analysis or something. That's a great strategy. But then there's the not so uh, quick way to acquire users, which is Arvotech as its standalone platform. Yeah. From a go-to-market strategy standpoint, are you leaning on one or the other? If so, why? Yeah, so when we started the business um, almost 10 years ago, both Brent and I are local. Both Brent and I are from Columbus. And so our main strategy was to work with local businesses and to get to know what do they need? How does this work? I mean, it was, you know, like I said, we came out of an accounting firm. Brent was a partner in that accounting firm. And so we worked with a lot of those clients. Um, it was really helpful because it helped us understand what do businesses need and what are, what's important to them? How does this actually work in the real world for, for small businesses? Um, as we've grown, one of the things we've heard, as we've grown and as the world has grown as far as technology is concerned. I mean, when we first started doing this, a lot of companies were using paper applications, right? So they weren't even, I mean, technology wasn't as much a part of what we so take for granted today, right? Um, so as, as we've grown, as businesses have changed, you know, we work with applicant tracking systems and saying, hey, we'll, we will plug into applicant tracking systems. We plug into, you know, like I mentioned, payroll companies. But we do have a lot of businesses or SMBs even that say, hey, I want to take advantage of this tax credit. What we're able to do in that case, when, where they're not necessarily coming in from, you know, that fast lead gen model, right? But to say, all right, who is it? Who is your payroll company? What is your process? So this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier that we, you know, it's very easy for us to understand their processes and say, okay, 
everybody uses a payroll company. You use this payroll company, that's fine. Here's the way that we're going to make it really simple for you to implement this process into what you already do. And so that's part of the piece of that that we do. Gotcha. Now, let's say I've identified $1 million in tax credits, right? You, Arvotech has just unlocked, right, this uh, 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 opportunity for me. Yeah. What do I then submit to the IRS? Is it at the end of the analysis, I get a form that's great tax ready, what do you deliver to me that then gets me access to those tax credits? This is another way that we've learned that we want to make it as easy as possible for business owners. So we actually do it all the way through to the actual form. So we actually complete the form. <laughs> and we say, you know, for some of the tax credits, we say, this is the form sign here, put in an envelope, this is where you send it to, and we make that process as simple as possible. For others that like, for the work opportunity tax credit, it is a, an income tax credit, so it's only filed on your annual tax return. So in that case, usually what we're saying is, here's the form, go take it to your tax accountant to put on your tax return to make sure that you take advantage of that. So on both sides, whether it's upfront making it really easy to gather the data about their job applicants or new hires, whether or not they qualify, we simplify that process really. All we need is for um, your new hires to fill out a form, uh, um, which again, should be part of the onboarding process. Or on the back end saying, hey, here's all the tax credit that you achieved this year, here's the form that you need in order to take to your tax um, accountant and put it on the tax return. So we do that, do, well, what's the phrase? I don't even know. We do it, we do it all. <laughs> we make sure that it's, that it's simple from the beginning all the way to actually filing with the IRS and you know, receiving the check in the mail. All right, amazing. Now, I gotta throw you a curveball. here. you ready for a curveball? We'll find out. All right. Well, is this perfect? Because when you're dealing with the IRS and you claim something and you're not eligible for it mm -hmm. and you get a tax credit and they ultimately find it, mm -hmm. nobody wants the big bad IRS coming after them. So how is Arvotech thinking about yeah. IRS compliance and accuracy of reported data to you, because any system is only as good as the data that you put in. It's how are you thinking about keeping your small business clients compliant, although they might get super excited about the tax credit opportunity? What are you thinking about there? So we hear that question more on the employment retention tax credit. And part of the reason we hear that question is because there's a lot of talk right now about what is the IRS doing to make sure there aren't fraudulent claims, right? And it is something that a business owner should consider. You, like you said, you don't want the IRS to come back and ask questions about something that you actually don't qualify for. One of the things that we, feel very comfortable with the clients with whom we work is that we write up a tax memo and say, you know, this, this is, you know, I, I never actually practiced law because I went straight into this kind of consultative, you know, tax credit world. 
but we did hire tax attorneys and we say, all right, what's the law? What are your facts? Let's make sure that they align. Let's make sure that um, you actually do get the tax credit and that you do qualify for it because the IRS obviously not wanting to pay out fraudulent claims at the same time. You know, I mentioned that we talk with IRS agents with our clients. They also have the attitude of if your client actually deserves this, we want to pay it. Right. Congress put these laws in place for a reason and they don't want to withhold money where it is due. Um, we have one client that we worked with. Uh, they were actually based in California and we helped them get that tax credit for 2020 and Q1 of 2021. And we said, this is what you qualify for. So we're going to help you do this. Um, they had heard from another company, hey, we qualify for two more quarters. Will you help us get this tax credit? And we said, no, we did that analysis. We don't think you qualify. Um, so we don't feel comfortable doing that work. The other company did it, um, and we got a call from them <laughs> saying, well, we heard from the IRS on the two quarters you didn't help us with. We, you know, what can we do? And I'm like, well, you know, hopefully you have some sort of argument, but you might actually owe that money back to the IRS. Because the reality is, is that as much as some of these seem really simple or really easy or everybody qualifies, you do want to make sure that you comply with the law. And so that's really a, an important piece for us. You know, like I was saying earlier, that our clients can trust us, that when we say, hey, we feel confident that you qualify for this tax credit, that they also feel confident that they qualify and should the IRS come back and ask questions that they can forward those questions right to us. And we have no problem helping them um, interact with the IRS, talking to the IRS on their behalf and just saying, hey, this, these are the real facts and circumstances and why this company does actually qualify for the credit. Yeah, so uh, Teresina and Arvotech are cooking up a soup to nuts feast. Thank you, that was the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry. here's the rule with the IRS. Don't be greedy, all right? Don't be greedy. All right, these are programs meant to help small businesses. There's no reason to be excessive. And I love the fact that you brought a real world example into this because that's one of the temptations. When it feels very much like these are programs where you can go and claim some tax credits for doing the right thing, be very smart about it and go to a company actually is going to keep you compliant as well. All right, folks. I know you, all, you guys all want to know, how does Arvo Tech make money? We're going to talk about that after these messages. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by KJK. Tired of the billable hour? KJK has a solution. The KJK GC Advantage program offers businesses comprehensive legal services in the areas of employment, corporate services, real estate, trademark, intellectual property, and estate planning, all for a set monthly fee. KJK serves as their clients' partners in business, not just their lawyers. Along with cost certainty and predictability, the KJK GC Advantage program gives clients peace of mind, knowing their projects will be handled quickly and efficiently, maximizing the return on investment on their legal spend. So don't go it alone, let KJK help. Learn more by visiting kjk.com. 614 Startups, welcome back. Now, this segment right here, that teaser was for the investors in the house, right? You like it, you get it. You're like, hey, should I give her some money? I got to figure out how she makes money. All right, so Teresina, who pays for these services? Yeah, 
So we work with business owners and we really care that we are able to help them obtain the dollars that we say that, um, that they are due based on these programs. So the way that we have uh, determined to run the business is just, if we get you money, it's a percentage of that tax credit. If we do the work and we find that, you know, whatever the program, either you don't qualify or you're not hiring folks that would qualify you for a tax credit, then you don't owe us any money. And so it, we do, even in that, even our contracts with clients, we, um, we don't sign year long or two year long contracts because the way that we view our business is that we win your work every day. And so as you benefit from the programs, we benefit and we try to prove that and we try to win your work as we as we do the work alongside you. All right. So I don't want to gloss over this with tech in the name. The we I imagine that's doing the work is some form of technology. Do I have that right? Yeah, I, I feel like every part of this business is a we like this is us. We created this. And so, yes. Yes. So there is definitely um, there is definitely technology and we have a fantastic technology team that um, has built some really, um, really great and easy using uh, platform. But at the same time, we also have the people side of this. Right. And so we do have folks that help, you know, answer questions, pick up the phone, talk help communicate things around that that have relationships with our clients that really want them to succeed at this. And so the we, yes, is, is technology and. So I'll put it that way. So we, we definitely, um, although you can't scale without the technology, you can't help as many clients without the technology, and it's super important that that's there. Um, it's still, it, I don't know, maybe it's the founder part of me that just still feels like <clears throat> a connection. I don't know all of our clients anymore, but you still feel that connection of wanting to help customers succeed. Awesome, awesome. All right, so investors, you hear that? That tech is a big part of Arvo Tech, but there's the people component too, which is the foundation of all great companies. All right, so with the partnership at Gusto, you know, opens the door to potentially 300,000 clients. What are some major milestones for Arvotex and things that you're really looking to hit over, let's say, the next 12 months when you're identifying other partnerships? What's going on with Arvotex over the next 12 months? Well, we've been able, I'm very grateful for this. We've been able to grow rapidly over the last few years. And so, excuse me. <clears throat> so, yeah, so we've, um, We've continued to grow. Really, what we are looking to do over the next few years is exactly what we've been talking about, which is grow our SMB segment through these partnerships. And so that's where, you know, we are hiring key positions in order to take us into that market. We want to make sure that um, we're able to, you know, like, like Gusto and like other platforms similar to Gusto, how do we make sure and what are uh, the key components that have to be in place in order to have those partnerships? So yeah, so those are the those are our next steps. That's where we're forward looking is is making sure the technology is in place to be able to deliver 
to make sure, you know, one of the things that we're really, um, in a weird way, proud of, but we like, you know, we, we went through the SOC 2 certification, right? Which for small businesses is really important because you have that security in place. And as we become much more um, growth oriented and we are scaling this, we have to make sure that we are looking at this holistically and that people can trust us, not just our customers as we've been talking about, but also the platforms that we're gonna be integrating with. And so we have put some of those key pieces in place in order to say, hey, we want to grow and be able to serve your customers on your platform and for you to feel comfortable with us. And so that's where we're going. That's amazing. A singular focus, keep executing and then making the necessary adjustments as you scale. I really like that. All right, we're gonna wrap here. So this is my last question to you. You've been on this journey for some time now, building a company. What advice do you have for your fellow sojourners uh, early stage fintech founders based in Columbus and beyond who are building disruptive technology. What would you say to them? What's, what's one piece of advice you could give? I think one of the things that was really helpful for us is just we did start with the local community and really listen to what our customers wanted and how what we knew our deep expertise in this area filled a gap that was there for these for these folks and so um i guess i i would you know 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 the customer right understand exactly what problem you're trying to solve i think sometimes we have um in our minds uh this is going to change the world and this is this is great. And then you go out there and you talk to people and they're like, oh, actually, I mean, this is part of the reason that drove us to, to talk with payroll companies is because as we worked with small businesses, they're like, hey, this is one more thing we have to do on top of everything else. So we're like, all right, how can we take out that friction? Oh, if we work with your payroll company, we take out that friction. And so just really um, continuing to listen to the customer and the end user of what's going to make a difference for them as you're building and as you're iterating makes a huge difference. Um, really glad for our local, you know, businesses down the street that were willing and are still willing to sit down with me and say, hey, here's my experience. Here's what, here's how this is impacting me and taking that input in even as we think about what is the next product and how are we going to continue to change the platform to meet needs. Well, Teresina, thank you so much for spending this, your very valuable time with me. I know you're super busy, like all founders are, but really appreciate you coming on the show to talk about Arvotech, uh, tax credits, and the way that businesses are already having a positive impact, but can be rewarded for it. There's That's money right. out there. There's credits out there. You just need to go out and get it. All right, I'm going to close with my final word. And here's my final word based on our conversation. Uh, I probably won't get it is not a sound business strategy. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe in your personal life, you know, you may, you may uh, there, there won't be any long-term consequences per se, which there usually are. You know, if you want to ask that person out, go ahead and ask them out. So there are implications on the personal side, but definitely not the business side. Business is a game. If you don't play, you can't win. All right. So if you're out there 
and there's anything out there that potentially could benefit you, whether it's moving into an opportunity zone, whether it's applying for a grant, whether it's going after a tax credit, whether if it's calling on a customer you think it's a little bit too big for you to call on, go ahead and do it. What's the worst that can happen? No, but in the process, you're going to learn and you're going to build confidence. All right, folks, that's another episode of the 614 Startups Podcast. Until next time, peace. That's a wrap, folks. You can find this in all our episodes on our website, 614startups.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. Don't forget to subscribe and write a review. If you'd like updates sent directly to your inbox, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter on the website. To engage in the 614 Startups community, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at 614 Startups on all platforms and join the conversation. For sponsorship opportunities and collaborations, email us at info at 614startups.com.